0: Good morning, my name's Ben Turner from the Association of Professional Sales and I'm absolutely delighted to be joined by Christian Nolan, Account Manager for Royal Mail. Morning Christian, how are you doing?
1: Morning Ben, I'm good. How, how, how are things with you?
0: Absolutely perfect, absolutely perfect. And I'm really excited about the conversation we're having this morning. Um, Christian and, and some of his colleagues at Royal Mail have been uh, developing the Emerging Professional Network uh, within the APS and and this is really important to me as, as a leader within the APS because we, we have some great content and some great conversations that come from our sales leaders uh, and and great insight from them but I feel sometimes we forget about those guys like Christian and his colleagues that the guys that go and deliver this stuff every day and making sure that they have a voice and the more we talk to the 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 the, the, the team involved with the emerging professional network the more we realize what fantastic insight they have. This morning, and one of the key areas that, that, that Christian was keen to talk to us about, was sales ethics. So what a brilliant place to start uh, in terms of sales ethics. And, and Christian, if you could just tell us a little bit about what you're doing around sales ethics in your own personal, your study and things like that, to, to help us with the context of the conversation.
1: Sure, so to give you a bit of background, um... I'm undertaking the uh, sales degree, um, one of the first, the first of its kind, and as part of that degree I have to undertake action research. Now um, I'm in my final year, uh, gearing up towards a completion around February-March time, and my action research, my key project for my final year is about ethical behaviour in sales. Now. Why it's important to me is I do have some background in other organizations and other sales roles. And I have, I have been witness to um, interesting behaviors in my time. And um, I think that as sales changes over time, I think ethics is becoming more and more a vocal point. I'm seeing it amongst my peers and how important ethical behavior is to them.
0: And picking up on that though, uh, christian is that it, do you think it's a generational thing I, I, I don't like exploring too much this x and y and z generational type uh, uh, rhetoric that goes on but are you seeing that your generation i've already used the word but your peers matters more to you than you feel it matters to people that people that have come before you those leaders within your business
1: I wouldn't say that it matters more or less within different groups, uh, you know, not trying to um, separate people too much. Um, At the end of the day, everybody is unique in their own way, regardless of, you know, when their career started, when they were born or or whatever. Um, What I think is happening more and more, or what I'm seeing that I wasn't seeing a few years ago, was younger people are expressing this more and about what they believe um you see it with purchase choices they might make decisions based on where the material has been sourced we're seeing more and more concerns around diet as well and about where food is being sourced and what's good for the environment and there's huge focuses around this so um in answer to your question i wouldn't say it's it's more or less important i would say that it's just more apparent in younger people at this moment
0: (laughs) and and do you have any thinking around why that is why is it more apparent uh, you know and again I'm going to go to the generational thing but I don't mean it in those terms uh, but but why is it more apparent today what, what are you you seeing that, that, that that's making that happen?
1: I think accessibility I think if we think of a digital world and, and what we live in we have access to a huge amount of social media something I didn't have in in my childhood um, social media really emerged after after I'd left secondary school um so i'm seeing people having quick access to things companies are very quickly slated for their behaviors online and it causes global trends and and you know you see you see this cycle happening all the time and um you've got people boycotting businesses based on their decisions you've got groups of individuals who are who are you know choosing not to purchase from from these organizations and based on all of the things that I'm sort of mentioning about ethical choices and behaviours that these businesses are making.
0: So from your studies, and, and, and let's not talk about specifically raw amount, I think that we have to go mm. wider than, than what's happening within your, your own organisation, but, but what sort of actions are organisations putting into place, or should they be putting into place to, to help with a visibility of addressing such ethical or sustainability issues?
1: I'm seeing it happening all of the time. Um, some of the companies that I look after in fact are doing lots of different changes in order to share where their products are sourced from they're a lot more transparent these up and uh, emerging small businesses that are growing um, we're, we're seeing lots of things happening about carbon footprint there was a company I saw recently a uh, beverage company displaying on how they're becoming carbon negative now which I know trended online and had lots of questions around it. Um, but um, again, the, these are the sort of things that we're seeing every day. Um, I, to rein it back slightly in terms of um, sales, because that's, that's what I do and, and they're the, you know that's what I deliver. Um, I think that if people focus a little bit more on their choices and their ethical behavior, but within the organization they work within, I think that they can deliver their message more clearly to their clients because they are confident in what they're saying. Okay.
0: So let's, and thank you for helping me rein that back in because we were drifted into sustainability. <laughs> and, I, and I'm feeling about that, that ethical behavior of sales mm. people. Um, is there something that you saw in the marketplace that you said, no, I, I'm uncomfortable with that. There needs to be a change that needs to place. And, and if so, what sort of change do you think on a, on, on a more operational day-to-day basis is, is needing to happen?
1: So I think it's the way, in which, um, the way in which we achieve the goals that we are set, regardless on what those goals might be. Um, about, what are we looking at, 15 years ago, um, my first office-based job, I was 17 years old and um, I was working for a company who were contracted with supplying gas and electric to consumers. Now, this role was primarily cold calling, 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. And there were lots of actions that, um, not necessarily myself, but I saw around me, which was things like slamming, um, which is terminology I haven't come across in, in a long time, um, You know, manipulation techniques and things like this. Um, But as we're seeing now, things are changing. We're focusing on relationship selling. We're building trust with people because of the behaviours of past in a lot of ways. And I think that organisations have to really think about the way in which they're providing their um, sales reps with confidence. Are they focusing enough on the values of their business when they're asking salespeople to deliver on their behalf? And and that's really where, where my focus comes from, is are salespeople so focused on achieving a particular goal that the values of the business that are there sometimes end up becoming missed? But instead of being under pressure to try and achieve the goals that are set, if you focused on the values of your business and you focused on the fact that you are doing the right thing, and that you are delivering the message correctly, and you're doing it within all of the rules, within all of the regulations, and you're making these relationships with people, you can achieve your goal, which alleviates a lot of pressure and allows people to deliver their message more effectively and more confidently.
0: Christian, that was really beautifully put. I really enjoyed that. Uh, I'm going to quote back something you've just said there. The way we achieve the goals we are set, uh, Mm. and and that really resonates in terms of, as you know, the, the importance of, of ethical behavior within the APS. Um, you've opened like, so many doors there. Let, let, let's see if we can go back and address some of them. Um, the values of the business, but one of the, the words you use is trust. Mm. How, how do you feel trust is, is utilized or, or abused within a salesperson's behaviors with those interactions? How important is trust and how can we gain it?
1: Trust is probably the biggest advantage we have over technology. (laughs) Um, As a a human being, that is our strongest commodity. I actually heard that at an event last year. Um, Trust will be the strongest commodity of the future for all salespeople. And if people are found to be abusing it, I I can't see their careers continuing for, for very long. I think once you break trust with somebody... Um, that there is a huge impact on the individual. And regardless on what that trust might be, be it a business partnership, be it a friendship, a relationship, when you start to abuse your position and break people's trust, you're going to end up on probably quite alone. Um, So it's this biggest strength that we have. And you know not to be too cringy, but with great power comes great responsibility and and you know when we 're representing our organizations and we 're fronting the the brand um, we we are responsible for ad- adhering to what those uh, for what that business believes um, so if you start to abuse your trust of your customers, you will wind up in a lot of trouble and there's there's short term gains versus long term advance versus long term relationships and we we see these curves of sporadic behavior up, down, up, down, and finally getting to the end point um, where actually sustaining strong relationships will be a much more controlled and much more balanced approach. And you will still get to the same point that you wanted to anyway. Um, I, I think it's about being confident that you are trustworthy and actually standing by your values and standing by your
0: beliefs. Again, Fantastic insight, and and you've you raised something that's been testing me over years around that sustainability and that mm. short term versus long term. And let's paint a picture again outside of your business, whereby there. I think I think I agree with you. at Your point around there is a general um, appreciation of of ethics and sustainability and things along those lines coming from our emerging uh, professional network. But are our organisations. Helping that, and and what can those those leaders do for for emerging professionals to really adhere to understand that this is the way that those guys want to go? Are you creating Mm -hmm. environments that are going to help, or or is there going to be a battle between those those two forces as such?
1: I think that organisations at the highest level there need to consider the fact that you can do the right thing and still make an awful lot of money. And that's and that really broadly speaking, but that is the bottom line. There you, you see companies who are focused on green and ethical behaviors and focused on their principles. Their principles are doing the right thing. And I say right in inverted commas because right is subject to, to interpretation and, and there's a whole field of things within that. But doing the right thing, looking after the environment, um, playing your part to um, show human nature, um, consideration, compassion, those sort of things are what I'm referring to when I say the right thing. But what I mean is is that instead of trying to force something through and just going, right, this is what we need to do, let's get that done. Think about the way in which your people further down, the actions that they might be taking in order to achieve that thing, whatever it is. And that's where I think leaders can really play a part is making sure that they're acting in the right way when they're trying to achieve that thing.
0: Playing devil's advocate though, um, mm-hmm. our leaders are on a, on a quarterly responsibility of reporting to their boards and their shareholders mm-hmm. and asking for a three-month view from you frontline guys. Um, mm-hmm. We're talking potentially, are we not, about long-term changes whether it be sustainability or ethics or uh, and and one of the things we discussed was the business case is the business case a little bit you know doesn't have to be long-term can the business case be more short-term and actually deliver within the quarter rather than we view ethics and sustainability as a as a long-term strategy rather than a short-term strategy
1: well in terms of short-term actions that can be taken in order to be more ethical salespeople, as opposed to the wider picture of uh, global impact the individual can change the way in which they approach. So things as simple as the the way in which you have a conversation with a customer. And that can certainly start to deliver results. It's a, It's a very small thing. It can be a reminder message on what you're doing is right. What you're doing is serving a purpose. You're working for a company that believes in these things. And then that gives the individual on the front line that gives them confidence that they're making the right decisions Um, and you're standing by the business principles. So in terms of, um, you know, buy Q3, deliver this number. Well, that's more down to the salesperson's technique and and what they've learned. So a lot of that comes in with training. But if with that training message, you're also incorporating uh, an ethical sales approach, a professional approach, and you're ensuring your salespeople that what they're doing is right, it's within the regulations, it's within the rules. They have more confidence in knowing that yes, that is okay. Yes, that is the right thing to do. And yes, that will result in in more revenue. And that will result in better relationships. That will result in uh stronger relationships and short and long term, there there's no um there's no real loss there. I think that so in some organizations, not necessarily my own, but in some organizations salespeople often thrown in at the deep end here you go get going see what happens and and they might be they might be a bit taken back by it uh, especially if it's for their first time like a lot of the the peers in in my organization it's their first time in sales and it can be somewhat um, daunting and and I think that if they're given a framework and they're given, not only a, not only a framework, the, the training that, that's required in order to be a salesperson, be that through an apprenticeship, um, be that through regular training, but if you're alongside that, providing your individuals with an ethical framework of what you're doing is right, it's within the rules, it's within the law, everything that you're doing is, um, is, is adding value to your customer and to our business. So it, it's, it's all good.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. And, and 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 absolutely you couldn't agree with you more and, and, and get exactly where you're going have you started looking at those i'm going to use the word business case but i'm also thinking the financial case have you got that far yet with your research and studies or are you seeing things that, that help to support that because the numbers are the numbers at the end of the day yeah. and yeah. maybe we have to sell it to the accountants as well as we sell it to our leadership etc cetera, etc cetera. what do you seeing yeah. from the financial case at the moment
1: So I'd found an article recently, a published journal, um, around companies who are displaying more ethical behaviour, are getting more investment within um, the share market, and they're also proving to get better revenue results. Now, I don't have specific information in front of me, but I can assure you that there is papers out there, and I'll be happy to provide them if anybody wishes to look at them, but there is evidence to suggest that if your company is displaying strong ethical values then your organization will be doing well financially. Um, now that's ethic again, that's ethics on the big Going scale. Wider, yes, absolutely. Bigger, narrowing it down and down and down. If that message at the very top of we are an ethical company streams right through and is specific to salespeople, we are ethical salespeople. That, I believe, is, is where the, the link is for giving people more confidence, building stronger relationships, and giving people the ability to know what they're doing is right.
0: Fantastic. I, I didn't give you this question before, Christian, mm. so I hope you don't mind me throwing no, this course. one out there. But one of the things, and knowing your journey from an um, educational point of view with the Level 6 Apprenticeship and all the great work that you guys are doing with your different providers, the word purpose will come up a lot yes and and where does your purpose you personally as well as the purpose of of what we're talking about come mm. into this conversation where does purpose sit within that
1: for me this is something i thought about actually while i was writing my proposal for for the research project it, it didn't i wasn't trying to force out my purpose but as i was building the proposal i was piecing it all together i was going oh and and sort of like a mini eureka moment happened and I realized that what I do is and, and what my purpose is is to give people confidence. Now that sounds a little vague but that applies to all aspects in my life. I give my daughter confidence um, to express herself, I give my partner confidence by ensuring that what I do is, is of value to our relationship and our family, I give my customers confidence knowing that they can trust me, I give my senior leaders confidence, um, and I give my peers confidence. I, I try and encourage them as much as possible. But what does that do for me? Well, it gives me a, a great sense of value. I've given somebody something and in return, they've they've achieved something on the back of it. So um, I think purpose is to give people confidence. There's one route to do that, which is a sort of gap in literature that I've found, which is, give people confidence through giving them a strong ethical framework and if you give them that will that support them to have that almost in the subconscious subconsciously they know that their business is making good choices they know that they're making good choices that will come across in tone of voice that will come across in written communication that will come across in building relationships I think that there is a core thing there that we could be missing i don't know we have you know in 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 all organizations are generally groups rules frameworks etc but there doesn't seem to be a great deal of specific stuff for salespeople um that i was within each organization because they all have different regulators etc so is there a gap in literature in businesses to have ethical frameworks specific to salespeople to have you know a reference card to go right okay I'm in a dilemma now. What do I do? Look at that. Is it right? Is it in the rules? Um, who could who could be harmed by this? Is, am I acting with all of my honesty and values at heart? Am I doing this with the organisation's interests at heart and the customers and sort of balancing all that together? But in, t- in terms of purpose, it's to give people confidence.
0: I think that's fantastic. And I love the way it's sort of something that's not just about your work. It's about your life as well. Um, mm. As As we begin to round off here, um, you, you mentioned something else that, that that helps, and and I remember when we talked about, uh, and both of us have had uh, interaction with Professor Roger Steer, and you yes. mentioned a great framework that you, you that you think about in terms of how to evaluate ethics. It, I'd love you to share that with 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 our listeners.
1: Yeah, of course. So it's an acronym for the word uh, right, um, and each letter represents a question we should ask ourselves when we're faced with a dilemma. And I have to say, while I have the opportunity now, that. Roger Steer's book is fantastic and I would recommend anyone to pick that up have a read it's a great thing to refer to if you're feeling a bit stuck and if you question ethics or you're a little bit unsure about what it's all about Um, but yes the right framework is um, are we acting within the rules Um, which is the R of course are we acting with integrity which is the I who is this good for who could this harm And what's the truth? And it's a really simple framework to refer to when you're faced with something and you don't know which way to turn. Um, There is another thing that I found of great value from Roger, and this is a a message to I suppose all salespeople and and leaders out there in a way, is um, when you're negotiating with a customer and when when you're pitching something, you're proposing something and you're putting together a package, you have to... Imagine that you're doing that not only in front of your customer, but in front of your biggest stakeholder in your organization, in front of the customer's biggest stakeholder, and also in front of your regulator. And would you pitch that same way if all of those people were in the room? If the answer is no, you should probably have a look at what you're delivering.
0: What a great piece of advice, and thank you for sharing that framework. I love a framework, Christian. If I can't have a framework I, with him to operate, I, I feel lost and, and out of control. Um. I think your insight has been absolutely phenomenal. Thank you so much. Uh, for, for those listening, um, I, I hope that's been an education for you uh, in terms of not only, you know, as an emerging professional network and the sort of thinking that comes out, but Christian's ability to to articulate things like purpose and, and, and ethics, but also to help us with a framework. Um, I, I I begrudge to to use the emerging professional network as a group of individuals that we are going to be educating. There's so much insight that has come back from, from the, the, those guys. And Christian, you've, you've been great in sharing this. Um, I, I'm, I'm still going to play back to you. The way we achieve the goals we are set, the way we achieve the goals we are set, what a great way of encapsulating what we're talking about from an ethical point of view. Before we close, have you got any other final thoughts or anything that you'd like to leave us with here? You've given us so much, so please.
1: (laughs) No, no, thank you. Thank you very much for having me. I think what the APS is doing is, is fantastic and I value... Um, all of the insight that they're providing as well and and please check out all of the stuff that they have there's some really interesting insight there too so so thank you very much for for hosting me and uh, do you know what even if this only affects one person I'm I'm happy and uh, you never know it it could and it it should
0: (laughs) and it will yeah Uh, uh, which which reminds us as well so please if you're interested in joining the emerging professional network within the APS Please talk to us about it. We'll introduce you to Christian, Joshua Travers and some of the team over there. We're really keen to have a great network because the quality in, uh, of these conversations are, are what really drive us forward. So please, let's talk about the Emerging and Professional Network, joining that network and really building out that, that, that thought. My final thanks, of course, goes to Christian. Thank you again for your insight and wishing you all the best through these uh, challenging times, which I know you're doing yeah. some great work within as well
1: you very much and, and same to you
0: thank you very much um, and please we look forward to joining you at another podcast please subscribe to the APS podcast and uh, we'll obviously be updating with all the new content and podcasts that come forward but any other content you need remember to log into your membership profile through the-aps.com where you get so much more insight and uh, an opportunity to learn wishing you happy selling and a fantastic day thank you bye